fade back in on the crunched camera device sitting on a log or something near your campsite in the morning. Everybody's up and about, getting prepared to set out again for the day. I assume Everly and Mozafar and possibly the captain continue to keep watch overnight. You can have this back, Everly. She returns the phaser. Kai got a couple hours of poking around in the guts of this thing by firelight. It is a recording device of some kind. Okay, figure that out, yeah. It does have transmission equipment. It also has what seems to be like a small shock prod as a defensive measure, uh, some of the parts of which you might be able to repurpose to repair the broken phaser. Though those pieces are also, some of those pieces are also part of the transmitter element, which isn't functional now, but might be repairable. Does the transmission equipment appear to be short range or long range? Uh, Long range. And I'm guessing I don't recognize anything about like the manufacturing, the technology. No. Digging around in it, how much of the actual footage like, was I able to look to see any of it? Or is the, the device too badly damaged to recover any of the data? Uh, it does not seem to have any internal memory. Okay, so yeah, it's this transmitting. Got it. Well, Captain, this device could be repurposed for one of two very beneficial things to us right now. I might be able to separate the transmitter from its casing and get a power source running to it that could allow us some degree of communication. I don't know for sure if I could repurpose it to contact Endeavor, but it's a possibility. Or I might be able to use some of these parts to repair the broken phaser. Okay, well, let's think about this. We know that there are dangerous animals around, so phaser would be nice, but the potential for communication is um, what I would consider an overriding factor. What about the rest of you? Well, Captain, I feel that uh, reestablishing communications with the Endeavor would be the most important at this point. We can get that. We can establish contact, find out what's happened to us and what's going on with the ship. What's going on here? What do you think, Everly? Um, no, I that that makes sense to me. I I am worried about more of these creatures or whomever's on the other side of these transmissions. I'm Captain, I have to pledge that I am worried about the immediate danger here. Well, it's good to voice your security opinions, even unprompted. So get used to it. I actually agree with you. I think that there are enough concerns that it would it actually would make sense to repair the phaser. Kai, how far away is the other signal, the one we initially found at this point? Uh, we're still talking about like an 18 kilometer trek up mountainous terrain. If we push it, we should be able to get there today, but we don't know for sure what we're going to find there. That could be a reason to make the transmitter or the, the phaser. I Either or carries a lot of benefit to us. Okay. Uh, fix the phaser, and we'll head out as soon as that's done. All right. Okay, Brandon, I'm going to attempt to fix the phaser. All right. Give me a daring engineering. I'm going to say this one is a four. Four? You're trying to repair a phaser with alien technology. And no tools. And no tools. Yes, correct. Okay. That's fair. All right, let, let's let's do this. I don't think any of my focuses remotely apply here. 
How much momentum do we have right now? Five momentum, and I've got ten threat. All right, Brandon, I'm going to give you a threat for a die. I'm going to give you two momentum for a fourth die. And what would be a good focus in this case? Would this be like jury rigging, reverse engineering, something of that degree? Jury rigging is probably the one I'm, I'd most readily think of. You know, I, I could also make an argument that if you have like a hand phasers focus, that's probably fine too, that kind of thing, like knowing about phasers better. I figured that one would apply, but if I'm going to make use of Kai's walking encyclopedia, I don't want it to be phasers. That makes too much sense for her. Then I'd say it's probably probably jury rigging is like a pretty logical one. Is there anything in the fact that we have another fa- like I know it's a type one and a type two phaser, so they're different. Is there anything about the fact that we have one potentially to 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 use as a reference? Is there anything there? I suspect that Kai and Everly at least probably know the inner workings of a phaser well enough that like having an an example phaser doesn't necessarily give you much extra information. Now, certainly if you wanted to help Kai, I think assisting is totally a thing that could happen here. All right. If I can assist, then I will. I don't have any focuses or anything like that for this. Still an extra die. All right. Well, it's uh, it's engineering and daring. Besides the two momentum for a fourth die, I'm going to give you two momentum to declare a jury rigging focus for the remainder of this adventure using walking encyclopedia, which also means my complication range is increased to 19. Well, uh, my assist paid off. Does that does that help you? Uh, it, it does. That means we'll at least get, get some momentum back. So here's the funny thing to me is I, I rolled a one, so that would have applied anyway. My walking encyclopedia, the two momentum I spent there, only enabled me to get the complication I rolled. <laughs> Actually, Everly, without you, I would not have succeeded, because I was a 16, and I don't, I can't re-roll engineering like I can science. So together, we got four successes exactly, and a complication, Brandon. I will remind you, I know that you may not want to do this, but I will remind you that if one of your values feels related you can use determination to re-roll dice uh yes i'm gonna go with it we succeeded with the complication let's just uh see what happens here fair enough would you like a complication on yourself or on the phaser i feel like the phaser is probably the more interesting thing and the more narratively appropriate but if you have a good idea for something that would affect kai i would i go i could go either direction no i think the phaser works out well okay so uh with everly and kai working together jamming some alien camera parts into this type 1 phaser. Soon you have a nominally functional type 1 phaser. You've probably had to remove the outer casing and there's various bits kind of just jutting out of it that wouldn't have fit inside the shell of the phaser normally because they're not meant to be in there. And it's a little mm, janky. It's called a complication janky. So this phaser does work. Uh, you test fire it on a rock, and it's it's okay. But it definitely has, I don't know, sometimes it kind of starts to smell a little bad when you've used it a little much, and the beam isn't always super consistent. You can use it, but it does increase the difficulty of the things you use it for by one. I don't want to hear any complaints, Captain. I, Everly and I did this with a bunch of sticks and a rock. <laughs> it was just a rock rubber banded to the exterior of the phaser for no apparent reason. <laughs> There's just like a couple of sticks coming out the front of it, like a tuning fork. Yeah. 
I was gonna say like a splint, like you split like grass <laughs> to hold this thing together. Well, that's good enough. Let's go. Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Excursion, Part 2. You set off, once again following Kai's tricorder, toward the signal, which is continuing to broadcast. Uh, now that Kai has gotten a look at this thing, this signal that you've detected does seem like it could be related to this camera device. Though you can't be sure, but it seems like the right kind of signal that it could probably have received before it got eaten by a badger. You start up into these mountains. You're able to continue to follow some game trail, animal trails rather, even though you're going uphill. It's kind of a scenic trip and not, not too hard. The tricorder does a pretty good job of giving you a layout of the area so that you can try to avoid getting sort of stuck in impassable dead ends that you would then have to find a way around and things like that. By around noon, you're somewhere up in the mountains and you hear the sound of water. Not like a river. I mean, probably also a river, but more like a waterfall. Okay, we've got to go take a look at that. Water might be people, so just careful. I can carefully look in a waterfall. You follow the sound until you come to where a uh, moderately-sized waterfall pours down into a sort of nice little lagoon, which does eventually feed a river that goes further down the mountainside. It's uh, it's very scenic, actually. Much as she's done for the majority of the trip, Kai stops moving forward to, to take all this in, just staring wide-eyed from one end to the other. Then she's actually going to uh, to make a point to try to walk closer to the waterfall. Or there is there any clear path to actually like get to it? Sure, there's a little bit of a ledge that you think you can shimmy across to reach the waterfall without actually going in the lagoon. She'll actually go as far as like shimmy over there and 
stick her hand in the waterfall and just sort of take it in. Okay. Give me... Uh Uh-oh. Give me, like, a control plus con or security. Your choice. I can can rationalize either of those, frankly. Okay. I'll take the security because it's one point better. As you uh, shimmy out onto a... Shimmy is probably a little bit of a strong word. It is a narrow ledge, but not like a, you know, one boot width sort of ledge. You can't easily walk quickly, and the closer you get to the waterfall, the slicker it gets from being wet. Hopefully the lagoon looked pretty deep. (laughs) (laughs) And this will be a three. Well, I think... Mm, Two. Two. It'll be a two. Two? Okay, I still think it's going to end up poorly for Kai, because her control's a seven. Her security is now a two after the events of the first adventure of uh, The Sinking Star. So I got a nine. I got to try to meet. Uh... Uh, I, I actually can't believe she did it. (laughs) uh i rolled a one and a four again these dice apparently like me uh so i actually got three brandon oh hey it's an extra i didn't even give you any threat that time yeah i know right that's super weird kai uh carefully goes out onto this onto this narrow ledge and holds her hand under the water and seems to keep her balance just fine you wouldn't know that there's any sort of danger of slipping you know, maybe those Starfleet issue boots have really good traction. Maybe Kai just <laughs> is good balance now. <laughs> but whatever the case, she fell over into like a buffet table last time. So <laughs> I was yeah. about to say. she's learned. <laughs> she's learned since part. then that that moment changed her life. Verity, come take a look at this. Over the 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 sound of the water, you hear um, Varel calling out. Remember when I used to tie a rope around your wrist to keep you from wandering off? No. Okay, I'm going to refresh your memory. (laughs) She will go out to investigate. Okay. Nicole, give me a control plus con or security. Your choice of two. Okay, let's do this. This episode could also just be called The Crew Goes Camping. Oh, um, Christine, (laughs) did you want to do anything special with that momentum, that one momentum you had? Uh, I was just going to bank it. Okay, two momentum in the pool now. Awesome. Control security is my target's 15. I got a 9 and an 11, so two success. Rad. The captain joins Kai out under the waterfall. And yeah, it's nice. It's The, the water is very cool and very refreshing. There's not a lot of room for two people on this ledge, so you are a little bit on top of each other. And then... I'm going to say the captain notices something. You see that the rock face behind the waterfall, a section of it seems to have some kind of carvings or at the very least some shapes that look like they probably were not formed by natural erosion. Are they more indented? If I run my hand over them, is it a pattern or is it more of like a hidden button or a hidden plate? No, it's like a pattern of some kind. Okay. She reaches out and just like sort of touches it and goes, look at this, Kai, what do you think? It's, I haven't seen anything like this. And uh, Kai will, will turn around kind of with a hand on Verity's shoulder to help steady her as she takes a look. Does it look like any sort of, like, writing system or more like, or is it more, or is it like simpler than that? Is it more maybe 
denoting something or they seem symbolic but you can't necessarily tell whether it's a language versus some kind of you know other kind of iconography or you know if it is a language what kind of language it is etc so there was a people here just as a in case moment i want to reflect on my suspicious by nature talent if this is any sort of trap situation that's what Verity would be concerned about okay this is not a trap okay since it doesn't seem to be harmful I think it's more like uh, admire it for a few moments and then well we still have a long ways to go we should probably get back right we've got a a long journey ahead of us what have uh, Mozafar and Everly been doing while the captain and Kai are checking out the waterfall Mozafar probably checked out the uh little lagoon area, just looking in the water, also looking at any of the uh, minerals along the way, because he does remember something else that he was wanting to do here on the planet, which was to look for some minerals that could be used in the making of uh, some things. So maybe Mozafar is kneeling down at the edge of the lagoon. It's the middle of the day. Things are very bright. This place seems pretty safe and secure a moment to kind of relax doesn't necessarily feel amiss what's everly been up to so in direct contradiction to what you just said i would say this is i don't want to say the first time because again she's not an incompetent security officer she's just very excitable and often nervous but really wanted to go check out the waterfall but the captain went over there to join kai and then the commander is is in the lagoon kind of taking a minute and it's one of those moments where she actively had to tamp down her innate desire to do the same and to explore and is the only person with a solidly working phaser and so is boringly doing her job wild uh, <laughs> so something she did not not, not just she did not want to do is the wrong sentence but she is trying simultaneously to like keep a feel out for folks keep an eye out for strangeness and simultaneously like just start to train herself to maybe be less of a child when it comes to things like this not a bad thing but like she's like i guess i'm the security officer on this trip because she is yeah totally okay since everly is keeping her attention elsewhere hmm you know what everly senses Something nearby feeling hostility toward the away team. It's a sudden impression and and one that's kind of strong. Is it a blip? Is it an in and out? Or is it just like here now? At first, it kind of comes and goes. Like the first moment of feeling it is so fleeting that once it's gone, it's almost more sensible to assume you imagined it. That it was like a product of just your anxiety over the situation or something, but then it comes back and it stays around for a little while longer. It feels like it's kind of dipping in and out of your perception. And for a brief flicker of a moment, you're hit with a memory, which you couldn't recall until this moment. A memory where we are now seeing like Everly and probably Kai. It's sepia tone because it was earlier, right? Exploring some kind of ruins it certainly doesn't look like anything you've seen their uniforms are fine they have their comm badges 
And then Everly started to feel this same sense of hostility. And that's when the sort of the memory ends without being quite sure what happened next. But the sensation is definitely the same. We're all relatively close to one another, yeah? I mean, I think you're probably all within sight of each other, probably, yeah. She feels this, and it is just like, I have to assume, in addition to being sepia tone, it's also one of those moments where it's like, whoa, you were rocked back for a second because you, that unexpected. And once she she realizes she's not make this is not false, this is actually something that's happening right now, just out loud, she just goes, Captain, uh, everyone, I think something's coming. Someone, I think someone's coming. Okay, take a deep breath. Observe your surroundings. Brandon, I would like to attempt a rally. Okay. As a commanding officer, I'm just trying to generate momentum with this difficulty zero task that I have. Varel begins to move away from the waterfall. She calls out to Mozafar. I think you're going to need to test out that new phaser. And I'm going to make a presence and command. I got an 8 and a 16, so one success. So everybody takes notice as the captain takes control of the situation now that Everly has raised the alarm. It's not a moment too soon as near where Everly and Mozafar are standing, a creature scampers up one of the trees. Indeed, it appears to be the very same badger creature. It still looks mad because it has a headache. And it kind of looks at Everly and, you know, kind of give, gives that sort of like warning growl or something like that. And a moment later, dropping down from the trees are larger versions of this badger creature as several of these things leap down from above the others, the one that the others that were not the ones that have been pursuing you, or at least that you've seen, are not only larger than the first one, but they seem to be almost pangolin-like in that they have kind of armor plate along their body and limbs in some areas. And you almost can tell that the small one that's been sort of following you around is like very smug about this moment. As three of the of the you presume adults of this species show themselves from the trees and start snarling at you all together. So I think now's probably a good time for combat to begin. Or at least, oh no, let's run our way to begin. Ensign, they come bigger. So they seem to stand mostly on their hind legs. It would be a stretch to call them humanoid, and they don't seem to be sapient. They're probably four and a half feet tall or something like that. So who wants to go first? Mozavar and I are closest, yeah? Yes. Do we think that standing up real big and waving our arms and going, hey, hey, back up, is going to work against these things? From my previous experience, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you can try, but they seem to be trying to kind of Im- intimidate you. You're not really sure how you would go about trying to counter-intimidate them. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to work. So you've got the lagoon that you're near, the waterfall. Uh, the lagoon also like feeds into a river that kind of continues down through the forest. It's it's along a rougher terrain, but it could afford you a 
route of escape. I'll say the river is probably deep enough that if somebody fell in it, it you, you couldn't stand in it. You'd probably be swept away by the current at least a little ways. Where the waterfall is, are Kai and the captain, are they like on level ground or are they up above? They're probably on relatively level ground. How high up were we? You're maybe five feet above the water. In as far as a plan goes, are we going to sort of do a fighting retreat? Like, mainly try to to run away, but also obstruct? That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, if there is some sort of egress, or like, if, if there's a magic door behind those weird rocks or whatever, like, holding them off until we can find something like that is what I was thinking. But I don't actually know if there is a magic door, so. We can look for one. All right. Here's what I got. I've got decisive leadership. So what I can do is I can assist and then instead of costing two momentum to keep the initiative, it's reduced to zero. So if I assist Kai, we can then keep the initiative, look for a way out. That's interesting. Sounds like a plan to me. Yep. All right. So then you're up first, Captain. All right. Kai, let's see if we can find a safer way to get away from these creatures. So I'm going to assist her. Okay. Do you want to take any minor actions? Minor actions are mostly things like managing equipment and aiming. Oh, I'll grab a stone to load my slingshot. Totally. Yep. That's something a minor action to me. Cool. Kai. Kai is going to, with her minor action, pull out her tricorder to assist and uh, I'm going to give a scan with my eyeballs and with this tricorder around the area to try out this potential secret door in the rock theory or see if there's another like exit besides the waterway or just running. You whip out your tricorder and start to do some scans. Give me, given the circumstances, probably daring. Daring science. My favorite kind of science. The best kind of science. As you whip out your tricorder and scan for some tunnel or mechanism or anything else that may maybe more than meets the eye wait is this is this mountain a transformer brandon that semi-truck over there totally a transformer also i'm sorry i forgot to mention there's a semi-truck over there uh what's the difficulty of um this task with your tricorder it probably drops to a one i can't i can't really justify it being a super hard task all right well i'm gonna give still you a threat and verity is assisting me so, uh, so let's do this. All right. So what was that? That was um... daring science, but uh, you are allowed to assist with something different if you can kind of sell me on it. Security, because I'm I'm basically trying to come up with a retreat option. Sure. So you're maybe offering a tactical view to augment Kai's more geologic view. Also, being more like all right. This one's about, you know, so many meters away. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, that's uh, 13, on so one success under my target of 16. Uh, I'm going to re-roll the natural 20 I roll. Uh, probably a good idea. Science. I don't know what it is today. Uh, Throw your dice away. Because we're great in D&D earlier. So I managed three by the skin of my teeth with a 12 and two 14s, which is my exact number. Yikes. <laughs> Cool. So you've got four total successes against a difficulty of one. So that's three momentum. Okay. So for success, the two of you work quickly to scan and 
survey things, and it looks like, indeed, this section of the mountain is at least partially hollow. There is some kind of cave system. It looks like the nearest opening that is large enough to admit uh, everybody in the away team is actually kind of like up this rock face behind the waterfall. And once your tricorder points it out, you look up and, you know, 10 meters or so up, you can kind of see a gap in the rock that, you know, if you tilt your head and kind of know what you're looking at, it's like, oh yeah, that does seem to be some sort of a hole. Between you and it, more things have been carved into the the waterfall all the way up. Here's a potentially stupid idea. I love stupid ideas. Could we, with the our, our excess here, could we create an advantage, like some degree of handholds on this uh, this rock face? Either maybe even the carvings themselves are deep enough they can potentially give purchase. You can totally be like, spend two momentum to turn on the tricorder's uh, find handhold mode. That leaves you with a single momentum. I think just bank that. As uh, Kai is going to uh, to shout out towards the the others, there's an exit up above here. Now that you've gone, one of my creatures goes. The one nearest Modifar moves in close and basically tries to like grapple him. So even though it has these huge like badgery claws, which look very dangerous, it actually seems to be more like trying to restrain Mozafar first. Melee attacks, including unarmed attacks, are by default daring plus security, uh, and they are opposed. So he's going to roll his daring plus security versus your daring plus security. He starts with two dice as usual. I am going to spend a total of three of my threat to add two dice to that. Let's see, and how much momentum do we have right now? Four momentum in the pool. I mean, go for it. You're up against four dice. Yeah, seriously. Also, he just spent three threat. Like, you can throw one back at him. So we don't want to do what? One threat and two momentum? That would get you up to four dice as well. Could be worth it. And let's see, I don't have any talents or focuses to help in there. I got two. And no complications or anything so just two all right and how did uh how did you do brandon i only got one actually so a couple things happen here because uh, i rolled real terrible grapples back well in this system yes indeed melee attacks if you are attacked by melee and you end up with more successes you basically get to hit back i will let you either choose to grapple a thing or just punch it we don't roll again we just treat it like you had the one success which is the net so I guess that is the first thing we should deal with. How I see this happening is, of course, the thing rushes towards me, trying to grapple with me. And since it succeeded, I more or less use its momentum to, to throw it okay. over the top of me so it lands in the water. That's cool. I am game for that. Hell yeah. Hope you can swim. Okay, so we'll call that a shove. So what you need to do is roll your unarmed damage dice, which in this case are... um your security plus one challenge dice, the D6s. And if any of them roll the effect symbol, the Starfleet Delta, or if you're rolling just regular D6s, a five or a six, then you do indeed toss this thing into the water. So that's just four, right? So it's a security plus the one, right? Yep, it's uh, a number of dice equal to your security score plus one. Okay, I have a six. That's good enough. So this thing comes at you, but it was not ready for your... Starfleet or possibly Orion 
defensive training as you just kind of heave it around you and toss it into the water. Now, the other thing that happened on my roll was that in addition to being worse than you, I rolled a 20. (gasps) Oh. Nice. So, Mozafar, what kind of complication would you like to put on this guy? Sort of insult to injury. Like, he's already pro, and that's like a mechanical effect of your roll. You don't have to make the complication that he's in the water. But some other thing that should disadvantage him that maybe you did as a result of your defense. Very first thing that came to mind is that uh, the surface that I landed him on, not only is it in the water, but it is extremely slippery. Mm. Okay. He's got like a like a slippery complication. Be difficult to like climb back up. Yeah, so you see exactly. him immediately start to try to like scramble out of the water, but his his big claws are just are just kinda tippy tapping on instead and, and he just looks very put out. Yeah. Like a cat trying to get out the bathtub. Basically, yeah. Except that if it does get out of the bathtub it might murder you. Like for real. Also a cat. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That doesn't actually change <laughs> It is a player turn. Everly or Mozafar. My instinct is to one yell nice as he throws the creature and two to also yell okay now run because since i have the non-janky phaser i'd like to take that last slot brad if that works for you that was my gut instinct there all right if that works for me yeah just a commander go absolutely i'm out of here so i'm going to take off and start running back towards the waterfall and maybe turn around and just try to fire a few random phaser blasts back behind me as I'm running away. Okay, so you take aim at one of these things. Um, do you want the one in the water or one of the other ones? Uh, one of the other ones. As I said, I'm trying to fire back there at them just to, if they're following behind, to complicate things for them. So a uh, phaser is control security. It's normally two, but because this phaser is janky that increases it to three okay all right well i'm gonna give brandon one more threat oh that's bad did you roll a 20 yep Ooh. this janky phaser (laughs) so that's uh and not a single success either oh no oh Oh, no This, this is the worst timeline that's right we can't succeed at everything and i don't have really any values so that fit into this that I can use. Yeah, 14, 17, and a 20. All right, so you just um, take aim with the phaser and fire it, ultimately just kind of like a bit too high, probably, as you're also moving quickly. And when you fire it, it sparks some because of the 20 you got, which means that I will put a complication on that phaser unless you want to spend two momentum to buy it off instead you know i like the idea of being a complication on this phaser i mean you successfully got it to work but i think a complication on it seems fitting okay this phaser now has in addition to janky uncomfortably hot (laughs) (laughs) yes okay uh so that's it for your turn that does give me a very good idea to try to do with this thing One of the creatures, since as Mozafar is pulled out, I'll say that Everly is just the closer target to the remaining creatures who haven't gone. He's going to do an attack, but it is non-lethal. So attacks in this system, you do have to declare if it's non-lethal or lethal. 
when you make it because you actually have to spend threat to make something lethal. It comes out Everly swinging, but seemingly try to more sort of hit her with its paw, basically, rather than the claws that are attached to it. I am going to spend three of my threat again to add two extra dice total. Give me four dice on a daring plus security. Once again, it is melee, so it's opposed. You get to roll your daring plus security. My daring plus security, uh, you just spent three. What's our momentum? I'm going to take one momentum, and I'm going to give you a threat. Uh, You'd have to give me two threat. The second die costs two of whichever one. That's right. Now I'm definitely going to do that. Daring plus the math is a 13. Oh, you better have rolled good. Oh, yeah. How'd you do? I got four successes. You got me by one. Yeah. I, much. This one's much better at, than the one that uh, attacked Mozafar, but not good enough. Nine, nine, eleven, and twelve. Woo-hoo. Ooh, nice. It's swinging at you, but it's fast and it's strong. But you've got training, right? Yeah. So you end up getting the upper hand and hitting it back. Go ahead and roll your damage, which again is a uh, security plus one challenge dice, uh, d sixes. Five. Did you just want to do damage, or did you want to also, like, throw this guy? Like Mozafar did. Oh, that's a good point. No, no. I want him to hurt so that he, like, between his friend who can't get a grip on the rocks and his ouchies, that they maybe everybody needs to chill out for a second. Since you are actually trying to do damage, these dice, more than just the fives and sixes, will count. I have two fives and a one, so that means I have three plus effects if it counts. Yep. Okay, so you hit this thing pretty good, but you can tell that it's sort of armor-like plates that it has absorb a lot of the impact. They have basically two resistance, which is damage reduction. But a damage does get through, so there's still that. On an effect, with an unarmed attack, you can knock the target down. Yeah, and technically I have two effects, so maybe he's like extra stunned. Does that count? It can be extra cool if you want to like tell us this extremely good move that Everly does. So he comes at me, he swings that big old paw. Like, he's short, but so am I, so, like, I dug my heels in, and so I was able to sort of, like, get low enough to go completely under it. And then from my lower angle, I can come up with my elbow and clock him, like, right where his neck is. Like, I, like, wind is coming out of this dude when I get him. And so when he goes down, he's like, poof, in badger language. Yeah. No, you've clearly, you've clearly like knocked the wind out of him. And, and in fact, hitting him near his neck, you couldn't tell because of the fur. But as you deliver that blow, you briefly see hidden a bit by his fur what is clearly some sort of techie collar. Well, they're not your pet, but they're somebody's pet. And I think it's Everly's turn. It is. Oh, buddy. So there's three of them total? Yeah. One of them's in the water. One of them is at your feet. One of them hasn't done anything yet. The, the younger one that's been following you around is also here, but he's, he's not in the mess of it. He, he's like, I brought my big brothers my to big beat brothers. you up. Yeah. What a little punk. I'm definitely going to aim a phaser at the one, the non-injured one, I would say. Like, I would like all of them to maybe think about their actions before they do them. But I also want to move, but I don't know if that's a fire and move or a move fire. Like, I don't know if it matters so much. It doesn't really matter, as far as I'm concerned. 
I'm backing up. Like, I don't want to be right at these these folks' feet. Like, that seems like a bad idea. And, like, I'm still in range and all that. But I am going to shoot at that other dude. Like, I don't want to necessarily blow up these monsters, monsters, these badgers, especially if they're being controlled. But I am going to take a shot at the homie who's still hanging back. Okay. Set for stun? Yes. Cool. So that is a control plus security versus a two. I don't know if I want to bother buying or spending for this. You've got one in the pool. Yeah, but we don't have a lot of momentum right now, and and I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad call not to give Brandon threat, but also you can you can go either way. It's all a matter of play style. Obviously, I know which way I tend to lean. Yeah, no, I'm cool with not. <laughs> I just gave him two threat. I'm cool with not and just like up and down, seeing what's up. So daring plus security on my two dice. That's <laughs> a five and a seven. So two successes. Yes. Cool. So go ahead and roll your damage on that one. Hold on. Three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, sounds correct. Type two phasers of security plus three. Fours are nothing. So removing the four, I have one one and one five. Those are ones. Two twos, three twos, and a six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Okay, so your phaser blast catches the third creature right like, in his chest, basically. It's very center mass. Even though he has two resistance, so it drops the damage, he's actually suffering to seven. That's still seven damage suffered, which means that because he's suffering five or more in a single attack, this does injure him, though it's an non-lethal injury. I could spend threat if I wanted to have him avoid this injury, but I don't care enough about this one guy, because I've still got two others. So yeah, you catch this thing, and he just hits the ground like a sack of potatoes. Since he has a non-lethal injury, he's functionally knocked out unless somebody goes over there and first aids him. The little one with the badger first aid kit, little red cross on it. <laughs> <laughs> Mug at you like, haha. <laughs> when did we enter a cartoon? <laughs> Anything else? You were also moving? Yeah. I moved as far as I possibly could to get to the exit and I'm definitely like making like Everybody, settle down! <laughs> I don't know if these badgers understand me. Probably not. But, like, it is definitely a don't don't try it. You are all in trouble. So that ends the round. We go back to the top of the round. So um, it's player turn. You don't have to take turns in the same order as you did the first round. So Okay. Is the goal to escape or is the goal to fight? I'd rather us start to disengage from the combat since we're not trying to kill these opponents so either mozafar or kai because i i think everly's just kind of covering the end there well i will happily try to climb up there first uh kai doesn't mind being the first one to leave a dangerous situation especially if it will then encourage the rest of you to start following you're gonna climb to the climb to the opening i'm gonna try Okay, so you've got handholds to help you up, so I will say that like the climb is probably not an easy one under normal circumstances, to be sure. Probably like a three. The handholds will drop it down to a two, uh, and it is fitness plus security. Okay, that's actually not bad at all. This might come as a surprise, given stereotypes of nerds like Kai. She has the fitness of an 11. Dope. So uh, her security is not great, but her fitness is... is it's actually, it's it's kind of... All natural. It's really probably irritating to Verity. She's she's never really had to work for it. She's yoked. <laughs> <laughs> and how much threat do you have? 
Nine. Fine, I'll round it up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. The difficulty was two. Wait. Yeah, the difficulty was two. I just made it. <laughs> With a seven and a thirteen, and then a seventeen that I get to ignore. Kai starts up the rock face, and using the handholds that the tricorder picked out as far as areas that are enough to get a hand on and also will support weight, Kai is able to get up to what she now sees as probably some kind of doorway or used to be and get inside, uh, albeit wetly because it's under a waterfall. So you're you're being waterfalled on the entire way up. Oh no, I'm only an amphibious species. <laughs> How terrible to be covered in water. So if that's like my, my action with like a minor action, could I like lay down flat on the ledge to try to like be there to i guess that'd be more assisting like i'm I'm trying to think of like some way like she would try to get in position to assist somebody else to come but that might be a subsequent turn Uh, i'm not sure how to treat that mechanically assisting is unfortunately a different task you're certainly allowed to position yourself that's fine it just won't take effect mechanically speaking until you get another turn to spend doing so okay so yeah so if the others have difficulty getting up here then that's what i'll do with the next one Uh, but that'll end my turn for now I will have the one in the water go. He's going to try a fitness plus security to get the crap out of the water. I'll say that he's looking at a three because of the complication that uh, Mozafar put on him. I'll spend three of my threat because it's worked out so well for me before to give him a couple extra dice. Okay. Okay. He, uh, after a bit of sliding around on the slippery surface, that badger thingy does manage to get a hold of things and get out of the lagoon looking drenched and very grumpy as it continues to move after Mozafar and Everly. But getting out of the lagoon did eat up his actual role, so um, he's not attacking or anything this turn. Player. Brad, do you want to go next? I'll go next and see if I can double move, essentially, to get up to where the captain is at the bottom of the handholds. I'll say that you can get there in one movement. I'm hand-waving distance pretty substantially, but it's 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 a system that doesn't really care about actual distance all that much. It's all very arbitrary. So I'll say one minor action can get you there if you want to start climbing. Actually, I just wanted to, uh, since the captain is still down here, and I got this <laughs> janky, uncomfortably warm phaser, uh, I don't know how good this is going to be, but uh, perhaps we can cover our escape with it. With an explosion. Mm, interesting. And I'm going to hand it to the captain. Are you setting it up to explode, or are you just, like, giving the captain that idea? I'm giving the captain that idea and the phaser, because I know the captain is a lot better with rigging something up like that than I am when it comes to engineering. Nicole, you now have a phaser. It's uncomfortably warm. <laughs> and kind of janky. Yeah, and kind of janky. And kind of janky. It was janky before. You, you'd seen the janky. The warm is new. <laughs> It came like that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that is Mozafar, the one that Everly knocked down when it tried to get her, is going to uh, minor action to stand up. I will spend a threat to take a second minor action of moving, and it's going to try to get Everly again, which might be an error on its part. But let's let's see what happens. I'm going to spend three threat. So this is... Another melee attack against Everly. Uh, once again, I'm, I'm adding two dice with threat. Uh, I have three threat remaining in my pool, and there's one momentum. 
I don't want to just eat all of the momentum. We can we, we seem to be doing a poor job of earning it back. Well, I'm giving you at least one threat, which brings you up to four. It'd be a wash if he gave him three back. Right. Yeah, okay, I'll give you another two. Okay. He just seems to be using it so well. He does. One of the best ways to drain a bunch of threat is having enemies trying to do things to you. So, daring plus security, come on. I've had too many good rolls in a row. Ooh, baby. Yes, it continues. The streak is there. Okay. I got three. I got four, two fives, a six, and a ten. All right. (laughs) This thing tries exactly the same thing, and it goes exactly the same way. What a dummy. So you're going to hit him again? Just punch him again? Yeah. Like, it feels so... Feels so uncreative at this point, but you know what? Like, I maybe two throat punches will get him to sit down. Okay, so go ahead and roll your unarmed damage. At this point, I'm almost seeing you bop this thing on the nose and say no. <laughs> Threes and fours are nothing, but I got two fives, so that's two, which gets eaten by his armor, right? It gets eaten by his armor, but if they're fives, you can still get the knockdown effect. Okay, yeah, I'd like to to put him down again. So you hit him and it, and it unseats him. It doesn't actually do any uh, damage this time. He's he's once more prone. Ding dong. I think it's probably Everly's turn because the captain's going last, I believe, is the intent. So the one in the pool stood up. My friend is sitting on the ground again. The captain and Mozafar are both at the base. Mozafar did not start climbing, correct? Correct. And I think my minor action would be to get not all the way under the mountain, but like I want to still leave birth, but like be closer. I am going to try to shoot that one that stood up out the water. Uh, so that's a daring plus security. I am going to take that last momentum. All right. So you've got a third die. So here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I rolled a one and a two. So like, mm. that's dope. That's three. Yeah. I did also roll a 20. Uh, so first things first, you do succeed and you succeed with an extra success. So you have a momentum on the roll here. So let's go ahead and roll your damage. Because the 20 is not going to stop you from doing that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven total damage with a couple of fives and sixes with effects there. It is seven damage. Even reduced by his resistance is five. I don't know if there's anything super useful that you can do with one momentum. So Can I just put back? Yep, you can just bank up as normal. Yes, please. And with only six threat, I think I'm going to let this guy go down too. These guys do not need to be like the climactic battle, you know? You have stunned another one of these badger creatures quite quite heavily leaving just the one that is prone nearby and has been uh uh humiliated twice <laughs> not particularly damaged a little bit of damage i don't have any more npcs left so captain Varel. i was planning on using my once per scene direct to give everly another turn Varel calls down it's time to leave and so, Everly, you can take another action in compliance with that order, and I can assist you. Nice. Just because I want to hurt myself, the complication I rolled earlier, does that do anything to me? Oh, mm, you're right, you're right, you're right. You can bank that. Just get me later. <laughs> Actually, can't he? Uh, I think do you, you do have the option to turn a complication like that into two threat. Yep. Okay, then the captain says, let's go, and I'm like, I'm gone. <laughs> like, time to climb. So this is a fitness plus security. There are clear handholds that Kai's up there pointing out to you, I suppose. So uh, that brings it down to a two difficulty. And the captain is assisting? Yes, I can assist. 
and give you a nice boost up. Fitness and security. Okay. I do not help very much. I didn't help myself neither. It's fine. <laughs> I, I slipped. <laughs> this is a moment of, all right, all right, ready, ready? Nope. Nope. Complete nope. How, uh, how'd you do? I only got one success, uh, so that's a fail. My um, my hand still hurts from punching the, the creature, and uh, I couldn't get a good a good grip on it. And you didn't get any successes, Nicole. No, I did not. Uh, so Everly is like halfway up, probably. New round. I actually have the ability to use the direct order twice because of the security. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems like a cool talent. So then I think uh, Rel turns to Mozavar and says, you too, Commander. Time to go. Start climbing. All right. All right, Brad, fitness plus security. I actually have a focus that might work here. Oh, it's called Team Dynamics. So do I. <laughs> Since we're working as a team. Yep. You're, this, is a, this is a group rock climbing project. <laughs> okay, that one was better. With Team Dynamics, I got two successes in the assist. So this is a lot better roll this time. I have a one and a three, so I have four success with team dynamics. Nice. Wow, so this is like a six successes? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. There's that momentum. What do you want to do with your four momentum? Commander, I don't understand how you just ran up the wall. (laughs) It's called teamwork. (laughs) You just want to bank that four momentum? Absolutely. Yeah, Mozafar just flies up the thing. He just lives up there now. I still get the next turn normally, unless you want to spend some of that momentum to keep the initiative. Nah, it's fine. Minor action to stand up. He looks so upset about this. (laughs) One momentum to take another minor action and move. A threat, you mean? Uh, Yeah, one threat, sorry. The only one he can get to is is Varel, so uh, he's going to... Attack Verity. Oh, I hate this. So this is Daring plus Security, Nicole. I'm going to spend one threat to add a third die to my roll. I'd like to spend a momentum, can I? And I'm going to spend another threat to make this attack lethal. Oh. He is very unhappy. (laughs) How much momentum do we currently have? Four. Four. I'm going to use two more of those. Buy another. What does that bring you to? Dice-wise? It brings me up to four. I'm rolling three. He's tired. And I have a focus in hand-to-hand combat. Yep, that counts. Three this of guy my is just dice are under the focus. Hell yes. So, two, four, six, and <laughs> another success for seven successes. What? <laughs> He's like, turn around a round ca- house kick this badger yeah. and it flies into the sky and explodes. Like Team I guess. Rocket. I okay. I could <laughs> not. Got... I I feel like I need to take a picture of this, this roll. You better. You you are not going to roll this well again ever. ever probably on badger. You've attack. got six momentum because it's the default difficulty is one, so that's what the momentum is measured against. Because he got nothing. The lowest die I had was a fifteen, uh, and that is not quite low enough to be. They were rolling against thirteens, so you hit him back. And you have six momentum to do it with. I, and I mean, we can only bang four of them. That's true. Go ahead and roll your uh, security plus one challenge dice, Nicole. Okay, that's six dice. Because I have a security of five. 
I love how you like punching kick harder than most of us can use a phaser. One, two, three, four, five, seven, and two effect. So you've got six momentum. Maybe you reached out and grabbed something off its neck? Oh, could I? I'll treat that as a disarm, which is a two momentum thing. Yeah, grab the collar off. You uh are able to angle around the armor plates, thus bypassing its resistance. So he takes the full seven. I am once again not going to spend any of my now paltry four threat to avoid the injury on him. He's He's had enough. He also has a 20 on one of his dice, so like he just needs to go sit down. <laughs> he has a concussion. Most of our do a concussion check on him. <laughs> you reach out and grab the collar as this thing falls and the weight of it like snaps the collar off in your hand. You've got the collar. It falls over, like rolls down the hill. You just basically, I don't know, punched out a giant badger. I don't think there's, I mean, that wasn't even my turn. That was just a reaction. Yeah. Being attacked. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Kai and Mozafar helping Varel up in there. Everly's already there because we just kind of skipped Everly finishing the climb because there wasn't anything else to stop you, right? You could take all the time you needed. We're all nice and soaking wet now. You head deeper into the mountainside. It's kind of dark, but there's clearly like stonework and stuff here. This is clearly a thing that was at one point built to be inhabited. And you head off deeper into the mountain. Meanwhile, we cut very briefly to the Bridge of Endeavor. Ah! What are they doing? Uh, Lieutenant Commander Tark is in the captain's chair. On the view screen, an M-class planet just slowly turns below. And you hear a combat trip and away team to Endeavor. Tark here. Go ahead. Commander, we uh, found the away team's comm badges. They were smashed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H and Night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at theheideanway.com or at theheideanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at omenscall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at completenight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E 
K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there.